4: Hello and welcome! It's our number two, hour two, a Lone Star State special. The Cowboys, a big favorite over the Texans. After narrowly escaping a biblical upset, should the Cowboys be worried? Normally the better stories in the losing locker room, what we consider the Cowboys losers as they needed a late touchdown in the final minute to beat the NFL's worst team. And what was up with Dak Prescott and his teammates during the first 59 minutes of poo on the football field? And who are the real Dallas Cowboys of 2022? We'll discuss that and more right now in our number two. Here it is. That's why they play the games. Welcome in the beginning of another hour of the Ben Mather Show. We are in the air everywhere, like workmates, as we are the undisputed, undefeated gas bags of darkness, coast to coast, border to border and beyond, on the vast and stratospherically powerful. Microphones of FSR emanating live from the theater, the Hot Take Theater. In the bowels of FSR, we are broadcasting live from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com will help you get there. An unmatched selection, fast-free shipping, free road hazard protection, and over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Our lead this hour coming from deep in the heart of Texas, a game that we did not, did not anticipate we would be discussing here, a Lone Star State squabble. Dak Prescott and the 9-3 Cowboys coming in, playing their little brothers, their ugly red-headed stepchildren brothers. Uh, the Texans there who featured the NFL worst one. Ten and one record uh, coming in this game. Uh, not much of a game at all. Dallas favored by an eye popping seventeen points during the week. And chances are you did not watch this game. You did not have this game circled. Why would you? And we we got your cover. We did not have this game circled either. But boy was boy was that wrong. It needed uh, the game needed a Zeke Elliott. Go-ahead touchdown with 41 seconds, less than a minute to go. 41 seconds left on the clock, and the Cowboys avoided a cataclysmic upset as they instead get the 27-23, come-from-behind victory over the terrible Texans. So that touchdown capping an 11-play, 98-yard drive that took a couple of minutes at the end of the game there for the Deciding points to be scored. So let us discuss the question. Cowboys, 17-point favorites. After narrowly escaping the biblical upset, should the Cowboys be worried? And I am nodding my head yes. I am nodding my head yes. I've got Nibbling, Emmy, and Acne. And we will combine all of these things together. And we are going to give you... Heartburn is what we're going to give you and because that's, that's what the, the Cowboys uh, gave you. They gave you heartburn. Now, number one. Number one. Yeah, number one. So Jerry Jones has to be questioning a thing or two the owner slash GM, the big kahuna, the kimosabi of the Cowboys there. Dallas, the victory turned out to be the great escape, but when you were a two touchdown plus favorite, And you're playing in the friendly confines. This is a show up on time, make sure you get to your locker, put your uniform on, get an anxiety-free victory. At least that's how it's supposed to be. There's supposed to be no concern. You're not supposed to be trailing at the end of the first quarter. You're not supposed to be behind at halftime. And you're not supposed to need dramatics in the fourth quarter to win the game, trailing going to the fourth quarter. Now, my diagnosis Maller, Dr. Maller, diagnosis here. Dr. Maller, diagnosis. Dallas, guilty of nibbling. Nibbling on the cheese. It's been said for many years, don't eat the cheese when things are going well. Didn't do it. Didn't pay attention to the warning. They nibbled on the cheese. Success and overconfidence and all that. But all week, the Dallas Cowboys... On television and on the internet, we're given a tongue bath. National media, tongue bath. That's what they got. They got it. They got it. Lick, 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 lick. That's the Cowboys. What a commotion. 33.4th quarter against the Colts, the stuff of legend. Boom. Bang. Bam. Unstoppable. Choo-choo. It's an unstoppable train. Some of the compliments there. Of course, many of the people failed to mention the reason that 33-point outburst took place there, that cloud bursting, was because of Matt Ryan and his implosion. Dallas showing up to Jerry's World on Sunday, expecting the Texans to roll over into the fetal position. And the Cowboys were going to do the boogie-woogie. And that's not exactly what happened. Bad job by Lovey Smith's team not capitulating. The Texans actually played with something they don't often play with, determination. They scratched, they clawed, they grinded, and still it wasn't enough. It wasn't enough. Uh, The Cowboys, who were contaminated overall from top to bottom, that team was contaminated with his performance, but they still ended up winning the game. Now, page two, what was up with Dak Prescott, Dakota? Dakota Prescott and his teammates, but mainly Dakota Prescott for the first, I don't know, 59 minutes of the game. So this was, to be kind, listless. It was spiritless. There was no attention to detail. Dak Prescott was not only a quarterback. He was terrible. Okay, and there's no other way to say it. Mistake-filled mess. Now, Dak, much like a cat with nine lives, he ended up getting bailed out he had no business being bailed out, but this was uh, was it not because of a, an amazing defense by Houston. It's not like all of a sudden, in a couple of days, the Texans learned how to play defense, something they haven't done much of all year. Dak had an Emmy Award winning performance, as in M.E. That's what they call in football, mental errors, Emmy. Uh Yes, a lot of Emmys for Dak Prescott in this game. He played as death warmed over. For the balance of the game, the Texans needing a helping hand in order to have a chance to make this a game, and Prescott gave them that, two interceptions. The first at the Dallas 27-yard line in the second quarter, that handed the Texans a touchdown right there inside the 30-yard line. Wowzers on that. Now the second should have sealed the game, should have, could have, would have sealed the game, but the Texans then realized, wait a minute, were the Texans. We got to puke this up. But Dak Prescott tossed an unforgivable interception. Oh, he was touched. Unforgivable interception at the Cowboy four-yard line. Houston took over with the lead at the four-yard line of Dallas, and Prescott ends up getting bailed out. It's like a government bailout. The Dallas defense made a couple of plays. Lovey Smith unable to get it in uh, with his play calling there. The Texans turned over on downs the football, unable to get four yards. And then at that point, Dallas ended up navigating with Dak Prescott, a 98-yard game-winning drive. But that is not a championship quarterback that showed up there against the bad-news Texans of the NFL. And now you take a step back and you look at Dak Prescott. The guy's played eight games this season. He's racked up nine interceptions in eight games. And you know, and I know from watching the playoffs over the years, one ill timed interception, and na 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 goodbye. That's what we're singing for the Cowboys. And everything's magnified, and Dak Prescott has a rich history of taking rides on the Vomit Comet. In big games, it's a bad omen for Dak. You can see how this story's going to end. It's writing itself right now. Magical Cowboy team. Double-digit wins for Dallas. They're going well. They've got the impact players, Micah Parsons and company, on defense. They've got the star power on offense with Pollard and Elliott and Prescott. And then, slip ball. Oh, there's a wet spot on the, on the floor. They slipped. You hate to see it. All right, final point. So now here we are asking the question, which we ask quite a bit. Been doing this a long time. We ask this question seemingly every couple of weeks. Who are the real Dallas Cowboys? Well, I know that that Cowboy win was not sexy enough for Cowboy Tom, Cowboy Jim, Cowboy Bob, Cowboy Mike, Cowboy Steve to call. But who are the real Dallas Cowboys of 2022? So I have determined that despite the record, Despite the big, nice record, they're suffering from acne. They're pockmarked. They are right. It is spotty, pimply, uh, which is not a vote of confidence. They, the Cowboys are sneaky, erratic is the way I would describe the Cowboys. And to the untrained eye. The non-cynical talk show host, what are you talking about? They're 10 and 3. What's wrong with you? You're just nitpicking. You schmuck. Uh, Okay. But I would say uneven. It's like you ever driven on a road that's freshly paved and how smooth it is. Ooh, smooth. And then you drive on a road that's filled with rocks. And and it's a different experience. And that's that's the Cowboys. A ten and three, great record, right? Wonderful, rah-rah. But Dallas has one dominating win from beginning to end. That was over the Vikings. A perfect performance. The week prior to that, Dallas lost to the Green Bay Packers. Not a good team. And there are some other examples here where the the score was lopsided and it was a big blowout and all that stuff, and you're like, well, wait a minute. That Colts game is a great example. Last game prior to this, this game against the Texans, the Dallas Cowboys were up by two. 21-19 going to the fourth quarter, 33 unanswered points, and they win 54-19. But it was a two-point game going to the fourth quarter. The game against the Lions in Week 7 is another great example. Now the Lions have turned things around, but in that game, Detroit coming in was a terrible team. 10-6 was the score. Less than three minutes to go in that game back in Week 7. The Lions said, said, FUMBLE! And... Fumble! They fumbled twice in the final couple of minutes. Both of them ended up in Dallas touchdowns, so the final score was 24-6, misleading final score. The Cowboys right now, 10-3, they're in the playoffs and all that. Way to go, rah-rah. Cowboys still have three road games to go. They've got to play the Jags, the Titans, and the Commanders, plus a home game with the Eagles, and that is what's left for Dallas. But all of that is just an appetizer To what goes on in the postseason. You know it. I know it. We all know it. And the Cowboys can win every game the rest of the regular season and then go out there and a trap door opens up and they fall into a pit of vipers. And then the fun begins. Ava Mexico. Yes. The Cowboys will relocate, they'll leave Dallas and go to Mexico. Uh, That's what's going to happen. Anyway, Mike McCarthy, the rotund coach of the Dallas Cowboys, and uh, he would like you to know there's only one thing that matters to him. Only one thing.
5: We can sit here and talk about all the things that didn't go right, and, and I get it. But uh, at the end of the day, you have to go win the game in the fourth quarter. And we and we did that today with the stops on defense and the uh, obviously the two-minute drive.
4: Let's go get some cheeseburgers. That's what he said after that. All right, now here's more from Mike McCarthy and the question and the answer against the Presumptive, Not even presumptive. They are bona fide. The worst team in pro football, in the sport of sports in America, the Houston Texans, and they had the Cowboys on the ropes. Here's the question the answer from the coach of the Cowboys.
5: Of those things that didn't go right, was there a point in the game where you thought either this team's not ready or this is going to be tougher than it should be or than we thought it was going to be? I just think it's the reality of, of the National Football League. And ah! Our message this week is don't take the cheese, and and, and don't take the cheese. And the that big was my line, I used that line earlier. Of everybody else, you know, because of the way you played the week before, because of your record versus your record, and, 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 that's, and that's where you get in trouble. Yeah.
4: I think I've watched too much football. I know I, I can predict within – a reasonable distance of what these idiots are going to say. And the worst interview in the NFL is Dak Prescott. This guy is robotic, Dak Prescott. So let's get you a little robot Dak. He should have been part of Star Wars. Could have been one of the Star Wars robots. Here is Dak Prescott here, and he talks about the end of the game. Hmm, he liked it. He liked the end of the game.
3: You got to love it. You got to love oh, these moments. Okay, you got to sure. love being in that position. Yeah, if you don't. You it's shouldn't the worst be here. team you in be football. In that whole damn, damn sure not with the guys that we have and the culture and the things that we're culture. building and <laughs> we're trying to accomplish. <laughs> the culture.
4: <laughs> shouldn't the culture beat up, I don't know, 38 to nothing going to the fourth quarter against the Texans? Shouldn't that be the culture? But what do I know? I know. I'm just nitpicking here. I know. Yeah. Uh, it's great. That's right. The fact that the the Texans uh, converted almost 50% of their third downs and a terrible offensive team put up over 300 yards of offense and took some turnover. Davis Mills, not good, but at least he doesn't poop the bed like Kyle Allen does, the guy that was in there before him. All right, it is the Ben Maller Show. If you'd like to comment on this, I understand Benito, the Cowboy fan, fan of the show, super fan of the show. He was in in attendance at that game in Jerry's World. And I'm sure he was biting his fingernails and screaming and shouting and all that. The Sports of the Show made possible by Discover Card. We could talk about how complicated other banks make it to redeem credit card rewards. Or we could talk about how with Discover you can redeem your rewards for cash in any amount at any time. I mean, talk about amazing. Learn more at discover.com slash redeem rewards terms. They do apply. 877-99 on Fox. The number also on Twitter, at Ben Maller. That's at Ben Maller, a member of NFL royalty kicking the Cowboys in the nuts. What is that all about? We'll get you that. We'll get to it, and we will do it.
0: And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
2: It would be a blue Christmas without Ben Ballard. It would be a blue Christmas without Ben Ballard Without Ben, I contend Christmas would be sad,
0: my friend
1: we need your help to multiply the Maller Militia. Support our humble ploy to take over the nocturnal audio world one new listener at a time. Spread the gospel by tagging and posting about the Ben Maller Show on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and all social media. You will help get the message out for others to join the brotherhood of the Ben Maller Show. Now let's get back to the Sports Talk Fiesta with Big Ben.
0: Late
4: night drug tester writes in. He says, just wondering. Maller, who did a better job of keeping the competition in the game, Dak or Patrick Mahomes? Well, that's one of the all-time great backdoor covers, and I'm not too ashamed to admit that I had the Broncos plus the eight and a half. And when I was sitting there, and I was I was at the uh, the ran at the uh, Charger game. Hang on, I was I got there a few hours earlier to beat the traffic, so I was watching from. My location there, and as I was watching Kansas City score at will and leading the game 27 nothing, I'm thinking, what a dumbass I am. Why would I even think about this? But in the end, that's why they play all 60 minutes. The Broncos outscored the Chiefs to close the game 28-7. to and get the backdoor cover. So if you're a gambler and you happen to take the Broncos plus the points, there's an old rule that I have. And if you've listened to me on Benny versus the Penny on the podcast, it's anytime you get seven points or more in a divisional game, you always take the points, no matter how lopsided it looks, because typically those games are close. And that is how it ended up, although it was not that way. And Russell Wilson got tossed around like a ragdoll doll. In that game for the Broncos. All right. Let's go to the phones, and we'll go to the Commonwealth. We'll say hello to uh, Andre, who's up late in the Commonwealth. Well, he might be on He might be on break. Maybe he's on his winter break or something. I don't know. I don't know.
6: Yeah, how you doing, Ben? Uh, good talking with you. Not winter break. I got a oh. week and a half oh, left okay. before we, co- we cross that threshold, but uh, there's no doubt about it. I'm going to be uh, walking with the Mather Militia as we move into 2023. Strong. It's going to be consistent. You know, while right now I can do maybe one or two calls a week, uh, but when we go into those break times, uh, I'm going to be back uh, on patrol uh, 24-7, 365. Ben, listen, you're a little tough on the Dolphins uh, in terms of how they, uh, they, they fared uh, today in, in, in the City of Angels. I thought that game was good back and forth, and you're talking about the run game, which, yes. Uh, Andre,
4: wait, 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 you thought that was good? The, the Dolphin offense was good?
6: Um, did you see Ty- Tyreek Hill and, 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 and that shot they took to tie the game up, I believe, 17-17? A, the DB was nowhere to be found, and he strutted right into the uh, to the end zone. I think both teams well, they never They age.
4: never tied the game up. They got within a field goal, but it was never. Okay. It, wasn't, it was 17-14, but they, yeah, the Dolphins but were rejo- not good.
6: My rejoinder is when you bring in a guy like Tyreek Hill. He, he leaves Kansas City to come to Miami because the, 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 the pitch is, listen, with Kansas City, you're always going to be second fiddle or 1-1-A one, one with Kels. You come here, and we're going to feature you. So they have to take shots with Tyree No, they, they had
4: nothing to do with it. You come to Miami, we'll pay you the riches of Solomon, and you'll keep more of the money because of the tax situation in Florida, and it's a win-win-win-win-win situation. He was, getting, he was getting the ball plenty in Kansas City. It was not because he, he didn't want out of a Chiefs uniform because he wasn't getting the ball enough. He wanted the money. It was like the Chiefs weren't going to
6: pay him the money because they, 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 they didn't want to. After you win Super Bowls and you experience what it's like to be on one side of the spectrum, I doubt Tyreek Hill wanted to go to Miami to live the rest of his career in the basement. I think winning is a part of why you went there. No, it and has like- nothing
4: with- to do. You don't go to the Miami Dolphins. It's not the 1970s or 80s. That's when you go to the Dolphins to win. Nobody's going to the Dolphins in 2022 to win. Now, that might end up happening, and maybe the Dolphins will end up in the playoffs. Right now, they're they're falling apart here. On They've had back-to-back stinkers, and they got to go to Buffalo. So this is looking like a three-game losing streak, and they're going to end up at 8-6, and six, and God only knows what happens after that. But he didn't go there to win. Come on, Andre. You don't go to Miami. Don is not there. Marino's not there. The Dolphins are not a destination to win. It's a destination. It's a great city to live in, and you can make a lot of money if you're Tyree Kill, but not to win.
6: Miami Dolphins are sneaking into the playoffs. This is going to be a dangerous team. They'll take somebody out in the first round. They're going to make some noise. That was a part of the overall, and and back to what you're saying, they have a balanced team. The the running approach, they have to make sure that they get these wide receivers. I didn't even mention Waddle involved, so I don't fault McDaniels. I think he's doing a good job with the offense.
4: No, he's not. The Chargers are the worst run defense in the NFL, and the Dolphins did not exploit the weakness of the opposition. And you just are saying he did a good job? What are you doing, Andre? Come on. Listen, the Dolphins win that game if they focus on the run game early. Make the Chargers stop, play off the run, and then mix the pass in. They didn't do it. It's embarrassing. Point
6: taken, Ben. And Thank Until the next time, always good talking
4: with you. All right, be good. There. There's the great Andre from the Commonwealth. It's all fair. you know. Love and war, Andre. It's all fair. It's all fair. Let's uh, say hello to Jed, who fled. Who's next? Hello, Jed. It's
5: all fair and love and war, and also drug deals. Drug deals are usually fair because what are you going to do? Call the cops if it goes down sideways. <clears throat> now, Ben is to say this: we have it we've a lot of things. It is not equality when the U.S. women's soccer team makes more from the men making it to the knockout rounds than they do from their last two victories in the World Cup. That's, that's a lot of things. It's not a quality. I, I know you hate soccer. <clears throat> now, I to, I to, that guy's analysis was good. I want to break down some analysis. You were talking about the Cowboys earlier. I want to talk about a specific Cowboy, and that's Kid Rock's song, Cowboy, on the awesome album, A Devil Without a Cause. Because if you go karaoke, you've got to have a couple of go-to songs, man. And I just want to say, Kid Rock's Cowboy and Vanilla Ice, Ice Ice Baby, are two songs that I'm going to take home the Hottest Girl at the Bar. When I do those, what are your go-to karaoke songs, being? Ben?
4: I've I've haven't been karaokeing in uh, twenty years. There used to be a place in Burbank over here. We used to Dimples. Dimples, yeah, yeah that's closed though.
5: Yeah, you hadn't been karaoking? You've been carrying yeah. a lot of water for these co-hosts you got with you though. They suck, man. How what's it like to have to carry the weight for three other guys all night?
4: How dare you look at that? Now you're taking shots at the people <laughs> I work with. How dare you? What's wrong dude, with you?
5: Dude, ben, ben, I'm an intravenous drug user. Of course, I'm taking shots, dude. What are you talking about?
4: That's a good point. That's a fair point. I <laughs> yes. Know. Yeah, well uh, what's the when you're at the bar picking up the women? Are the women a little concerned because your lifestyle, or are they like that you're the bad boy because you're you're. It doesn't
5: matter, dude. I'm I'm so glistening, sweat hardcore. You know what I mean? I can just flick my head one time and I, I blind them with sweat and I just wrap them up, take them, dude. It's gone. You know what I'm saying? There yeah. it is. I got a lot of stray jackets lying around anyway. extra. Well, that would help, help me. That, I, yeah,
4: that would help me too. If, they were bar- if the women were blinded, let's they might be more interested. When I was back when I was single.
5: You know? like, yeah. blinded by the mess. No, I'm just kidding. Wow. Uh, San, even, I, even I know this San Francisco. I mean, you cannot have that as a policy. I do my hard narcotics even when I'm at the drug user's house, the drug dealer's house. I'm like, "Bro, are we are that this in the living room?" You know what I'm saying, "What if?" No, nah, we got to go in the bathroom. We got to hide. That is not the way society can be ran. You can't just have zombie bus stops. You know what I mean. And so that's even why,
4: that's Jed, who fled, a man who has been in and out of the penal system, there, you are saying that as a criminal, that this is too much. This has gone too far in San Francisco. Shocking.
5: It has, man. Yeah. It has, man. It has. Right. Yes. Right. I don't, listen, if I was racist, dude, I would I would swerve the bus stop and call it Black Lives Scatter.
4: Wow. All, right. <laughs> you know, y'all, y'all All right. All right. Thank you. it oh, wasn't we too far there. All right. Uh, it is the the Ben Valley Show. NFL ledge unloading on the Dallas Cowboys, and I am getting some blowback from Cowboy fans that are upset. Now, Warren in Fort Worth has slow news week, Mr. Maller. You actually devoted the second monologue of your show on how the Cowboys didn't win big. I guess the better story wasn't the loser's locker room. A win is a win is a win. Bad take by you, Warren. Bad take by you. You should be panicked at the Disco. For the Cowboys is what you should
1: be. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific. This is Steve Covino. And Rich Davis. And together we are Covino and Rich. Covino and Rich. Thanks, buddy. Uh, That's right. Covino and Rich, Fox Sports Radio's newest hit show. Heard weekdays from 5 to 7 Eastern, 2 to 4 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Every Covino and Rich show is available as a podcast. Just search Covino and Rich wherever you get
4: your podcasts and subscribe. I'm such a rockin' dude. The show features our unique take on sports, injected with some fun, humor, and relatability. Listen to Covino and Rich five days a week on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Covino and Rich, give me a hell yeah!
0: And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
4: Chip in the Q's writes in, says A-plus on the monologue. Dallas is a prototypical Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde team. World beaters one week and... Semi-pro piñata, the next. They seem to have had this personality for many years. Well, speaking of that, did you hear that Rob Gronkowski, Hall of Fame ex-pat, ex-buccaneer, taking pot shots at the Dallas Cowboys there, yes. As he popped up, the Cowboys winning, but not winning successfully. Not, not enough style points. For the Dallas Cowboys, and Gronkowski, not a believer in the state of the Cowboys. He says, are the Dallas Cowboys pretenders or contenders? And history states that they're pretenders every season. Gronkowski said on the Fox pregame coverage. Were you watching? I was not watching, but he did say that. I've seen the clip bouncing around the internet. Well, I thought we wouldn't hear from Cowboy Dan, Cowboy Bob, Cowboy Jim, Cowboy Steve, Cowboy Phil, Cowboy Bill, and Cowboy Dan, but Cowboy Dan has called in. Hello, Cowboy Dan.
7: How about those Cowboys?
4: Not impressive.
7: <laughs> not impressive. Hey, uh, hey, you just said that the, 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 they're, they're not winning successfully. What is that supposed to mean?
4: Well, you've got to have some. Wind, no, 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 that's incorrect. That's a, that's a bad take. A w. That's a bad take by you. you I can tell you're nervous. <laughs> I can tell by the sound of your voice you're concerned hey, right now. You know, yard no, 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 you're you to me. You know that this is going to be the same way this story ends. We've seen this play. You keep going to the play thinking they're going to change the ending, and no, at the end in the playoffs, bazinga, the Cowboys will blow it for you.
7: Hey, uh, Ben, I have a question for you. Hello? Oh, you want to get on the air? Yeah. Okay. Hey, yeah. Hey, yeah. Where did, uh, what happened to my buddy Eddie Garcia?
4: Well, Eddie's semi retired, so anytime Ah. there's something more important, he doesn't show up. I don't know what to tell you. Uh, uh,
7: Is he he still associated with the militia?
4: I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) I mean, he's, uh, it depends on the Chargers' schedule. We'll let you know. Uh, It depends on when the Chargers play their next game, whether he'll be here or not. Uh, He's in therapy and medication, and uh, yeah. But uh, it, I I proved it is possible to attend an NFL game. Has
7: he got a gambling problem?
4: Uh, no. I think he's got an attendance problem. I think that's uh, that's what he. I don't think he's got a gambling problem. I don't think but he he's gambles. Not you, he's he not is he? a gambler. No. But uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, whatever. That's his issue. I don't. know. He's not here. We 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 worry about the people that are here. That's what we worry about, right? Well, focus, okay, on uh, your, okay, focus on your focus on your left brain, not your right brain. You're too emotional. Focus on you, your left brain, the logic center of your brain. Do you
7: have any questions for me, Ben?
4: What is this? Ask a Cowboy fan. Are we doing Ask a Cowboy fan? Were well, you hanging? All, right, all right. So in its fourth quarter, let's see if you're on the same wavelength. Were you, who did you want fired? Did you want McCarthy fired? Did you want Dak Prescott traded? Like, what were you looking for when the Texans were winning, going into the final couple minutes of the game?
7: I was rooting around trying to find the best story in the losers' locker room. Yeah.
4: Well, I consider the Cowboys losers because they were seventeen-point favorites, and they didn't verify that. They didn't validate that. They had
7: that game. No, they did not have have
4: that game. They did not have that game. That is a lie. You're lying. How dare you? And I blow you up. What's wrong with you? Cowboys were trailing at the end of the first quarter. At halftime. At the end of the third quarter and going into the final five minutes of the fourth quarter, they were trailing. This portion of the show made possible by the Big Green Egg. Welcome to the Fox Sports Radio tailgate presented by the Big Green Egg. Nothing beats the flavor of live fire cooking on a Big Green Egg. It's the most versatile grill you'll ever own. Backed by a lifetime warranty. Roll with the best. Shop online for free delivery at BigGreenEgg.com. Lifetime warranty. Free home delivery. BigGreenEgg.com. Here's the Insta trivia with Mallard of the third degree up next. Minnesota losing to Detroit. But in that game, Viking wide receiver Justin Jefferson now has tacked on another big game. He's got five career games with at least 175 receiving yards. That is tied with blank for the most such games by a player in his first three seasons in the NFL. Again, Justin Jefferson of the Purple People Eaters, five career games with at least 175 receiving yards tied with blank for the most such games by a player in his first three seasons in NFL history. That's the Instant Trivia. The answer next.
1: Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live.
3: Valorantz, Valorantz.
2: Almost every night Oh, what fun The busman's balls on the radio tonight Callers suck, callers blow Almost every night But they love the busman's balls On the radio tonight Pay
1: attention, Maller Militia. The Ben Maller Show needs your help. Join the Audio Commonwealth. Follow Ben on Twitter, at Ben Maller, and myself, Kevin Wired, at KWAMFM. You may hear hear your witty content on the program. Now, more with Big Ben. And here's the
4: instant trivia. This portion of the show made possible by Discover Card. We could talk about how complicated other banks make it to redeem credit card rewards, or we could talk about how with Discover you can redeem your rewards for cash in any amount at any time. I mean, talk about amazing. Learn more at Discover.com slash redeem rewards terms apply. Here it is. Vikings receiver Justin Jefferson's got five career games with at least 175 receiving yards tied with blank for the most such games by a player. In his first three seasons in NFL history, that is the question, what is the answer? Mean Gene Oakland from Rob in Vegas. Denise Richards from the Dixter parody account. Cosmo Kramer tossed out by Bengal fan Brian. Clifford Franklin from Big Greg in Iowa. Bill Madlock, the Mad Dog, from Mr. Nice Guy. Great former Dodger, unless he wasn't. Uh, Who else? We have Fozzie Bear. From Courtesy Flusher, Coco Beware, guest by Jason in Rocky Mountain, Virginia. St. John Bosco from Ferg Dog, uh, high school reference there. Uh, Ty Streets of the Niners, some late-night drug tester, uh, Mason The Millennials says you are former radio host Tom Likus. I wonder what happened to him. Uh, Who else do we have? Page down, page down. Brian Finley and his teenage years. guest by J.D. and K.C. That last one was Mason. Mr. Mason in Huntington Beach. Uh, Who else do we have? Henry Youngman from Matt, the Warrior Raider A's fan. All right. The correct answer is Bambi, Hall of Famer Lance Allworth. (laughs) Five games, Lance Allworth. It's Maller. How about that? To the third degree. This is when Big Ben gets grilled. And the Coupe Dalou.
1: So there's a report out there that says momentum is growing around uh, among the NFL owners to force action against Dan Snyder if a sale isn't agreed upon soon. Ben, do you think Snyder will sell before being forced out? So, I'll believe it when I see it.
4: You know, let's talk. He's going to sell. He's going to sell. He's going to sell. Uh, when I see somebody up there taking ownership of the team formerly known as the Redskins, then I'll believe it. The Billionaires Boys Club has a lot of deep, dark secrets. Those people have done some despicable things here. However, like here, here's the problem. If you get rid of Snyder, you open up Pandora's box, right? The, he's not on a deserted island by himself. And do you want to set that precedent? The NBA did it with Donald Sterling. It is a slippery slope, though, and Dan Snyder knows where all the skeletons are buried. Seems like the kind of guy that would go full scorched earth, which would be great for the show. So I hope they get rid of him, and then he just starts
1: naming names on people. That would be wonderful for us. Next! So the Suns were a bit upset about Zion Williamson throwing down a three sixty dunk at the end of the Pelicans' win on Friday. Uh, Brandon Ingram was having none of it and even called uh, some of the Suns uh, "pussy willows" on social media. Yeah, flowers. Yeah, uh, Ben yeah. was the was the dunk disrespectful? No,
4: I saw the clip. I wasn't watching this game, but I saw the clip. It's ridiculous, right? Zion, he was putting an exclamation point on the Pelicans' win and all that, playing to the final buzzer. But if I'm I'm not mistaken, Chris Paul. He was trying to get a layup on the play before that. So, like, he wasn't dri- – the Suns could have dribbled out the clock. Chris Paul decided not to. If the Suns were so worried about being shown up, just dribble out the clock, you're going to lose. The Suns weren't going to score. But Paul was trying to score. And uh, when, according to Kanye, he was scoring more
1: than just on the court. But anyway, all right, next. <laughs> yeah. Uh Warren Moon implied in an interview over the weekend that Nathaniel Hackett isn't to blame for the Broncos' troubles because Russell Wilson wanted to play from the pocket, and that's the problem. Is he right, Ben? It's
4: an interesting take, but I don't believe that's that's uh, a mulligan for Nathaniel Hackett, right? It's like, yeah, Russell Wilson would like to prove that he's not just a, you know, a guy that will run around, that he can be a pocket passer, but it's Nathaniel Hackett's job to put him in position to succeed and both these things I believe are simultaneous true. Russell Wilson's a knucklehead, and so is Nathaniel Hackett. They're both dumb dumbs. So uh, that's it. Mallet of the third degree. How did we do? Pass us initially. That is a win. I won the game. That's I started the week with a win. I won the game.